And nobody thinks about this. They just think, oh, live is the thing to do. I better get live and I better go out there every day or once a week at least and go live. And I say, you don't have to do it that way. You can if you want to add a lot of stress to your life. Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Welcome back to the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter and marketing strategist. Today, we're diving into a topic that a lot of us hear a lot about, but we're not quite sure how to get started or the best way to do it. And that is live video. And of course, to help me talk about live video and how to leverage it and make the most of it to grow your business. I have a wonderful expert guest to welcome to the show. Her name is Virginia Parsons. She is the founder of Media Spotlight Marketing. She's a visibility expert who helps entrepreneurs, authors, and coaches shine online with live stream interviews, podcasting, and video marketing. She's also the executive producer of the Inspirational Businesswoman Show, now in its sixth season. Her passion is to help shine the spotlight on your business expertise, you attract more dream clients and get recognized as a sought-after expert in your niche. So Virginia definitely has all of the information you need to learn about how to use live video and leverage it to grow your business. And I'm so excited to have her on the show. Virginia, welcome. Thank you, Kimberly. I am so thrilled to be here with you today. I'm so excited to just dive right on in. Live video is one of those things I hear a lot about. Lots of people say, oh yeah, I go live all the time, but you know, Getting that idea about starting points and everything, it's a little bit kind of a big question mark for many people. So before we dive into that, though, I'd love to know a little bit more about you. So tell us a little bit about your journey to being an entrepreneur and how you came to be doing what you're doing. Oh, my journey is extensive, Kimberly. Just to put it into a short synopsis, I was a professional clinical hypnotherapist for 25 years and worked in a brick and mortar office. And when uh, things closed down back in the 2008-2009 period in the economy, I decided that I did not want to be in brick and mortar anymore. I wanted to start working virtually. And I discovered Hangouts on Air at that time, which was the first really robust broadcasting platform that was out there for the masses, not just for, you know, high tech companies that spent a lot of money. So I really dove into Hangouts on Air and became known as the Hangout Mentor. One of the mistakes that I made, however, was that I really focused my new business because I moved out of being a hypnotherapist into live stream broadcasting. I was dependent on one broadcasting platform because that's really all there was available except for maybe Skype. And I focused on one social platform and that was Google+. Big mistake. First thing I can share with everyone is don't ever focus on just one platform for your business health and well-being. Anyway, to make a long story a little shorter, I ended up really teaching people how to broadcast live because I really put my heart and soul into it. And uh, now I'm not known as the hangout mentor anymore. I'm just known as a live stream mentor. And I just found the reason I really embraced it and to let go of hypnotherapy, there's a long story there I won't go into, was because it was the fastest way 
to connect with people on a more intimate level other than sitting across the table from them. It was the fastest way I had found to build the no trust and like factor and to really establish yourself as an expert in what it is that you do. So I embraced it wholeheartedly and had lots of people saying, how do you do it and how do you do it so confidently because this technology drives me crazy. And I said, you work your way through the technology so that it becomes something that is second nature to you rather than letting the technology get in the way of delivering your message. And I've been doing that work ever since. Wow, Google Plus. Boy, I remember those days. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had over 10,000 followers on Google+. Plus. I had so many people coming to my Inspirational Businesswoman show, which I started there. And it was the platform to use back then. Wow. But that's it's a great message for so many people to hear about the importance of being on more than one platform and how kind of you don't necessarily control the future of your particular platform. I mean, 10,000 followers and now Google Plus doesn't even exist anymore. So, exactly. you know, having to rebuild that community, uh, you know, it's a great thing. You know, a lot of people, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I've got a million Facebook groups. It's wonderful. And I'm like, well, do you talk to your people outside of Facebook? Because you don't control that space. I think that's such an important point, Kimberly, and I will talk about this a little bit further when we talk about your live streaming assets and what you should be doing with those so that you don't leave them under the control of the platform you're, you're producing them on. Fantastic. So my first question, of course, is, you know, we, you talked about how you've become that live stream mentor and a lot of people do kind of get caught up in the technology, but obviously, you know, it's one of those things you just, you go through it, you make sure you understand it and you still shine. I love that you, you know, you've got your shine, putting a shine on people's expertise, but you know, you have to, you have to be yourself on live stream. So, you know, what are kind of like your three top strategies for, for using live or, or how to get started even with live? Well, of course, my very first and foremost top strategy is just that, get started. Because initially, I remember when I first did my live show over on Google Plus, and you know, my mouth was pasty, my heart was beating. I was afraid I'd make a fool of myself. I didn't know if the whole world was watching all those things that go through your brain. And you know, you just want to do your best. So the first step really is just get started. And one of the tips that I always give people is, did you know, you can start by going live to yourself. You can start by just practicing using the technology, but only broadcast to yourself privately. Nobody needs to see you at first if you're not ready to take that plunge. And then once you've done it so that the technology becomes more second nature, gets out of the way, then you can go live and go live publicly or go live to a small group. Either way is fine. But just remember, you could do a lot of practice lives to yourself. And when you find one you really like, just change the settings from private to public and get it out there. So you don't need to let the technology get in the way. You do want to, however, get comfortable connecting with the camera. I'm sure people have heard this over and over again. I have quite a few tips around that so that the camera becomes your best friend and really your window to your ideal audience. So connecting with the camera, thinking of it as your best friend, thinking of it as the way you really connect is really integral to doing and producing what I would call lives that will attract your ideal audience and convert 
into your dream clients. So many great things in that aspect. You know, you learn something new every day. I did not know you could go live to yourself. I kind of never thought of that. Um, but that's a great way to kind of get started just so that you can go back and look at it and see, you know, am I looking at the camera? Am I looking all around? Did I like forget to smile? You know, how's my lighting? Uh, it's a really great way to kind of give you that practice without all of the stress. Yeah. And when you let the stress down, you will think more clearly. You will articulate better. You won't end up with a lot of ums and ahs trying to think what you're going to say next. And that's really one of my other tips to get started is, I emphasize this all the time, you must be strategic in planning your lives. So it's one thing to get on and, and just introduce yourself and tell people, you know, what your passion is and that sort of thing you should be able to talk about without really doing any kind of major planning. But if you really want to start using live streams that are going to be compelling and attract those dream clients, you need to be strategic so that you plan your talking points. You make sure that you have a topic that is compelling to people. You write a good description for it. So it's, it's all right there. When you do go live, you think about what your call to action might be. You strategically plan it. And I say, when you're planning it, make sure you think about how will you leverage this live. And nobody thinks about this. They just think, oh, live is the thing to do. I better get live and I better go out there every day or once a week at least and go live. And I say, you don't have to do it that way. You can if you want to add a lot of stress to your life. But how about thinking about strategically planning your life so that you provide some really good, what I would call quality content or talking points around your live topic that you can then think about how can I leverage this live into multiple pieces of content, including, you know, video clips from it and micro stories and GIFs and memes and all the different ways you can take that one piece of live content and then multiply it into your social posting that you could end up with, and I teach this, 30 different pieces of content from one live that you can now distribute out over the next month. Then go ahead and plan your next live. Now, wouldn't that make life simpler? Oh, definitely. There are so many people I talk with. They're like, yeah, you know, I got to do this and I got to go live and I got to post on social and I have to send emails to my list and I've got to write a blog. And, you know, they're doing all of the things. But because they're so busy doing all of the things, so busy creating all of the content, they don't really have the time to then, you know, make sure that the content they're creating is really being useful. And I love what you said about, you know, creating a single live and then you can repurpose it and break it down and, and add to it and use that that one piece of content to put out into 30 different places, 30 different pieces of content that can still have a really powerful impact. And what you said about making sure to have your talking points, making sure to have your call to action, and the one that I always forget, right, is making sure to write out your description before you go live because you psych yourself up, you're, you're so ready, you're like, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to do it, I'm going to go live, this is the time I'm going to do it. And then as I do the setup, my, my energy and my excitement kind of goes down because I was like, oh, right, I have to figure out what I'm going to say first. I have to write up a description. So having that all in place beforehand, those are some really great action items for people so that you can keep your enthusiasm when going live. Yes. And the nice thing about it, Kimberly, is you're going to feel so much more prepared for the live. 
And as a result, you're not going to be saying the ums and the ahs and the pausing, and, and you're not going to be stumbling over your words nearly as much. So that's why I say think about going live strategically once a month. And then make sure, by the way, this is a tip I alluded to a few minutes ago. As soon as that live is complete, make sure that you get it off of Facebook. I mean, it's going to stay on Facebook as an example if you go live on Facebook. But make sure you also download it to your computer. That is your business asset that you are going to start to use in multi-purpose and get out across multiple platforms. But the first step is get it down off of the platform you recorded it on. So you have preserved that asset. And most people forget that. That's so true. I mean, um, you know, it does sometimes take a few minutes for it to finish rendering or for the video to be available. But a lot of people forget that they've created this thing. And then they're like, oh, I have to go back and find it. And you find, you know, you, you waste so much time trying to go back and find that or it doesn't work anymore or it didn't save as well as you thought it might. So going ahead and taking that step to, to grab that asset so that it's, that's the first step it's already done, right? Once you start thinking of, oh, I'm going to reuse this live for a really strategic purpose, uh, but then you have to go find it and then you have to download it and then you have to wait for it to download and then you have to open it, you know, being able to do that right away, it kind of it cuts those extra steps when you are ready to use it. That's right. And that's just about being prepared and having planned ahead strategically. And that way you will take those steps and you will be prepared. You know, there's a couple other things I would love to share with your listeners, if I could, around some advanced strategies for how they can get more visible with live stream. Do you think they'd like to hear those? Absolutely. Yes. We've gotten the beginner stuff in place, you know, making sure you can go live to yourself first. You can get comfortable on camera, making the camera your friend, the different ways that you can go live strategically so that maybe you can start with a once a month schedule, which is much easier than a daily schedule. I would love to know a little bit more about your advanced strategies. Well, one of the things I emphasize initially is if you are not used to going live and you don't know what your internet speed is, always test it before you go live. So I suggest that people go to speedtest.net and test their bandwidth. This is particularly important if they are not hardwired. I always say, if you can possibly hardwire your computer to your router, that is the best, most stable internet that you can have. But unfortunately, a lot of people are only wireless or they're going to go live from their phones. So you want to do that test first. And to be stable on Facebook, you need at least four to five MBPSs. So note that down. I'm running at like 200 because I have very high speed internet. But five is kind of a good cutting off point because if you are less than that, your connection could be unstable. Your image might fail. It might fold in and out. Your your broadcast might stall on you with a little circling whirl. Your audio might cut in and out. And that's not going to make for, well, number one, a quality live stream. And number two, you won't be able to leverage it, which is to me the whole point of doing a quality live stream. So do that first. And if you need more bandwidth, you might have to ask people in your household to get off the internet for a few minutes while you do your live, for example, because all those different uses of the internet are sucking away some of your band juice. So think about that. And also make sure that you're closing out any other programs you might have open on your computer because your computer might be 
stalling out because it's, it doesn't have enough RAM, random access memory available because you got a lot of programs open. So shut those all down. And then the final thing I want you to think about first before you hit that go live button is how is your camera positioned? So many people go live on a laptop and the laptop is lower than their eye level, or at least where the camera is on the monitor is lower than their, than their eye level. And for the people who are seeing this, there is a subconsciously perceived you're looking down on them. So I can't emphasize enough that you need to raise your laptop up enough so that the, where the camera button is right across from your eye level. That way people are going to feel like you're connecting with them. And the whole point of going live is to connect with people. So that one simple thing. And if you happen to be going live with your, with your cell phone, so often people hold the cell phone down below them and it feels as though you're looking up into their nostrils. It's just not comfortable. Or they hold the cell phone too close and it feels like you're invading their space. So these are subconsciously driven reactions from people that you can correct. And much more quickly will you connect with your audience when you just create some of these, I think, really important steps before you go live. A couple other ideas for you very quickly is why not pre-schedule it? When you pre-schedule your live, for instance, on Facebook, you can do just what you were talking about, Kimberly, and create a compelling description. What's in it for the viewer? Make sure that you cover that. Make sure that you have a few hashtags around your keywords. Write a good title that includes keywords. And I always say, why not create a thumbnail too. A thumbnail is something that gives people an image of what's to come and that can also be put in the pre-scheduled uh, live event. So you make it as an event, you pre-schedule it for instance on the Facebook Live Studio and you're ready to go. And then once you've created those events, make sure that before you even go live, you invite your friends and ask your friends to help spread the word. This is how you expand your distribution and get more people to know what you're doing even before you go live. So you're building anticipation of the topic that you've spent the energy to plan. Finally, don't forget about using Messenger, either by you inviting people through Messenger or if you have a bot, a messenger bot, you can schedule a bot to go out and say, hey everyone, we're about to go live. Won't you come on in and join us? Those are some really great tips for a lot of people to keep in mind. I know um, I have a newer laptop, so plugging into a hard line is actually not an option. There's no, um, there's no slot for a wire. But, you know, testing your internet, making sure that it's actually going to do what you want it to do. And the really important one, of course, is, you know, shutting down everything else on your computer because, you know, using video and, and, and streaming and having that high, high level quality content going through live on your device, it takes up a lot of room. So it's really important, of course, to, to make sure that all of the materials and resources you need are going towards that. And, uh, I definitely have seen quite a few really sad videos where, you know, I'm looking up into the nostrils, as you say, 
or uh, you know the 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 eye line of the camera is not so great. And you know it's really simple if your laptop sits low or ready on a desk or something to get an adjustable stand. They're like twenty bucks on Amazon, and that way you can look directly into the camera. And uh, I've heard people say something like you know put a picture of a friend or something behind your camera so you can remind yourself to look at it, and that way you can also kind of realize that you're speaking to other people. Other people are watching you and you're talking to a person. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. I've given that tip out for years. And um, so your best friend, so you think about, oh, I'm talking to my best friend, or even sometimes I put a smiley face up there just to remind me to smile. People feel so much more comfortable when you project that you're at ease, you're enjoying yourself, they're going to feel that energy. So even though to you, in some ways, it might feel like, yeah, maybe that's kind of a fake smile. It's not. People will feel it as genuine. And not only that, do you know that when you smile, endorphins flow into your system, and that just uplifts your energy that much more. So it's worth smiling, even if you don't think it's natural at first. Go for it. You're going to notice that you feel a lot better and a lot more comfortable. Yes. And as someone who used to work in customer service, uh, you know, they tell you people can sense the smile in your voice. So even if you're not feeling happy, when you have that smile, it creates a much more genuine connection and people like the the tone of voice more when you're smiling as opposed to when you're not. So I love the idea of putting a smiley face next to your camera because that would just make me smile anyway. (laughs) It does. It works. It definitely works. So, you know, we've covered so many great ideas and great aspects of how you can go live and how you can leverage that live to make the most of it, you know, making sure to write your description beforehand, checking your speed to make sure that all of your hard work is actually going to pay off in a in an asset that you're able to use. The first step you need to take after going live, which is making sure to download that marketing asset because that's what it is. It's a, it's a future use tool that you can use and it's a part of your marketing content library that you can use whenever you want. So making sure that you have that direct direct access is super important. You know, we, we've gotten so many great pieces of information here, but we're almost out of time. So I would love to know, you know, if somebody is interested in this and they've, they've been listening to this episode, what is that one most important action step you feel people need to take after listening? Well, I'm just going to go back to take the next step plan alive. Get excited about the content that you want to share with people because believe me, there are people out there that need what you are passionate about. So go ahead and plan that live. And you know, I have a checklist that's available for people as well. If they want to learn more about live streaming and video marketing, which I didn't get into this at all, but I want you to understand how important video is in your marketing plan because you really should almost have video, which includes your live stream video, of course, as taking up almost 70% of your social posting content. Video in itself gets viewed and engaged in 59% more than any other form of social posting. So if you're interested in taking advantage of my free video checklist, all you need to do is go to shinetips.com forward slash free video checklist, shinetips.com forward slash free video checklist. Not only will you get a checklist, but you will get a training from me on how to use the checklist and determine what is the next best form of video for you to implement in your own marketing system. So I'd love it if people would take advantage of that. 
Definitely go and check out shinetips.com slash free video checklist. And of course, all of the links that we mentioned today will be in the show notes. It's such a valuable tool to have that checklist. It kind of, it helps people lessen their anxiety when they're, you know, you have to go do something. You're like, I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like I'm missing something. Well, when you have a checklist in front of you, then uh, you're not missing anything, right? You can go step by step and make sure you have everything in place. And of course, Virginia's training is going to be invaluable to you to make sure you're using the checklist properly. She's got so many years of experience in how to make really great video and how video marketing can can really, you know, skyrocket your business. So definitely go and check out the shinetips.com slash free video checklist. So Virginia, I want to say thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your wisdom with my audience. And if people want to learn more about you and what you do, what is the best way to get in contact with you? Well, they can certainly visit my website, mediaspotlightmarketing.com. Or they can visit me on Facebook, on my Facebook page, which is Virginia E. Parsons. So it's my name with the E initial in the middle, Virginia E. Parsons on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you there as well. Fantastic. Definitely go and check out mediaspotlightmarketing.com. Learn more about Virginia and how she can help you with your video marketing and connect with her on Facebook. Again, all of those links will be in the show notes. Virginia, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with my audience. Oh, I loved being here. You can tell from my voice, this is my passion. And I loved being able to share some of my tips with your audience. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Thank you. Remember, folks, until next time, keep calm and carry on. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.